Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dreams Unlimited Travel Podcast. My name is John Magi, and I will be your host. And in this episode, we're going to talk to Tracy Heinrichs about her recent cruise on the Icon of the Seas, Royal Caribbean Cruise Line's latest ship, biggest ship, most exciting ship out there. Uh, I am joined by our panel of expert, Tracy Heinrichs. Hi, everyone. And our producer, Craig Williams. Oh, hoy, hoy. And I apologize, I didn't really introduce Tracy properly. Tracy is uh, an agent with Dreams Unlimited Travel and also our agent manager um, and really one of our top Royal Caribbean experts. So if you want a Royal Caribbean cruise, she's the one for sure. You wouldn't know it from her silence, but yes, she's the expert. <laughs> I just thought maybe you had more. I was waiting. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't done gushing. Is that, that you know, the problem? I thought, yeah, I thought maybe he has more. <laughs> But thank you for that wonderful introduction, although brief. No, I'm <laughs> Although brief. I'm excellent. All right, so we're going to get started. Before we get started with Tracy, because I'm really excited to hear about her, her uh, sailing on the icon for many reasons, but I want to talk to you guys about some new breaking news, some excitement that we've got going on with Royal Caribbean and Dreams Unlimited Travel. Uh, for a limited time, Dreams Unlimited Travel, in conju- conjunction with Royal Caribbean Cruise Line, is offering a bonus onboard credit. If you book your Royal Caribbean Cruise Line sailing, any cruise, any iter- itinerary, between February 16th and February 29th, 2024, you'll receive a bonus onboard credit up to $100. This is based on the stateroom category you book. $100 for a suite, $50 for a balcony, $25 for a uh, regular stateroom, an ocean view stateroom. Um, this is in addition to the onboard credit you get from Dreams Unlimited Travel by booking with us, which is up to a $500 onboard uh, credit. And that is based on the final price of your cruise. So you can combine these two wonderful shipboard credits, get a really great deal out of it. You must book between February 16th, 2024 and February 29th, 2024. And this is for sailings from June 1st, 2024 to December 31st of 2024. I realize this is a lot of information to throw at you, but I wanted to get it out there up front because it is uh, something great. Combine our two shipboard credits and you're going to get a great deal on a future Royal Caribbean sailing. All right. So let's move forward from there. I want to remind folks that if you haven't already done so, please subscribe to our podcast because if you haven't figured out just yet, we're not really, really good about releasing these on time. We've kind of uh, gotten out of sync a little bit. So instead of relying us on having something out there on a specific date or time, if you subscribe, you'll be reminded when we release a show. All right. Off to our coverage of Icon on the Seas. Uh, quick little background. Dreams Unlimited Travel was invited on one of the inaugural sailings on Icon of the Seas. Uh, I was originally going to go. Kevin and I were going to go, but we had a conflict. We couldn't go. So um, Tracy stepped up and took one for the team. Uh, I'm really excited to hear about this ship because of the fact that, first of all, I want to go and do it. But second, it is... What I'm seeing on social, what I'm seeing everywhere else, this is an incredible ship. So, Tracy, tell us about your first impressions when you first walked on the Icon of the Seas. 
so when Chris and I first walked into the ship, we were both like, just wow. We looked at each other and we knew we weren't on just another Oasis class. This is a different class of ship. Um, and we could tell that while there were similarities, uh, we could tell that there was differences at the same time. Um, and I have to say going into it, I was not very optimistic that this ship was going to be for us. Um, I had seen all the media right from the first moment they released. Chris and I both thought, yeah, this isn't our thing. It looked too busy. Looked like there was too much going on. Um, spoiler alert, we were wrong. <laughs> Um, so you'll see as we get through the show, we just loved everything and we really went in expecting not to. Um, so walking in that promenade, the first thing you notice is the promenade, it's wider. The ship is wider than the Oasis class besides being bigger and, you know, everywhere. Um, we were used to the promenade on all of the previous Oasis class ships. Um, and with this right away, that was the difference you could tell. Um, no cafe promenade. There was the pearl. The pearl is... It's a big pearl looking thing. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. I, I, right? <laughs> it's difficult because the impression I got was that was so big that nobody could capture it in a video or a picture. Is it gigantic? It's gigantic. So there's a staircase that goes up and you walk through it and it's gigantic. Like it's really big. But I mean, we, you know, I think lots of people managed to capture it in pictures from below. Um, it'll be a great place as well. You know, you always see groups catching pictures and stuff like that. It'll be a great place to do that. So once you walk up through the Pearl, um, the Pearl Cafe is there. And that's kind of replaced Cafe Promenade, but it's bigger. So what they've done um, in the Promenade is they have taken deck five and deck six and it's all promenade now so you'll recall in the oasis class ships they have these you know the schooner bar was up there there was a couple of things up there but you couldn't walk um from one end of the ship to the other in the promenade on deck six that always bugged me opened that up that always bugged me that you couldn't walk through you right. had to get on an elevator for us and you had to go down a, <laughs> a flight of stairs to get through it so basically what they've done is you know um these mega ships that Royal Caribbean is building is they've got the one giant center of the ship and they've broken that down into, you know, uh, food locations and shopping locations. So you're saying it's actually spanning now both decks five and six. Right. And the great thing about it is when you go through the stairs and where you, where the Pearl cafe is, you know, when you're walking up through the Pearl, they've put floor to ceiling windows up there on deck six. So it's just brought, um, sunlight really into the promenade and i think when they did the oasis class it was more about let's forget you're on a ship look at this beautiful you know mall like place you are and they've realized we're on a cruise we want to see outside um so i think that's a big improvement the light it's brought in um they've also added you know venues along um five and six as well so is it similar to the Oasis class in that it is broken up into neighborhoods? Is there still Central Park? Is there still all of those <laughs> similar areas? Yes. So they have broken all, you know, so I would think there's probably more neighborhoods now. Whereas before I would consider neighborhoods were Central Park and Boardwalk. Um, they've changed that up. So we still have Central Park. It looks a little different. Um but ultimately, it's the same. So it's a beautiful park. They've changed some of the venues. Um, so now uh, Izumi in the park is in there. Um, 
Chops is still there. They've put a, I think that's where the jazz club was. They put a jazz club in there. Um, but still, you know, the beautiful greenery. Uh, Central Park Cafe, obviously still there. It's got a little bit more real estate. Um, so, I mean, it's the same but different. You know, you ever have one of those dreams where you're walking through a place and you think you know where you are, but there's things that are different? I kind of felt like that the whole time I was on it. That you expected to see things in certain places, but they weren't there. And uh, there were a lot of surprises. So one of the greatest things, though, I liked was that now um, they've moved boardwalk, not boardwalk, sorry. They've moved Surfside um, to Deck 7. So now you have Surfside Deck 7, Central Park Deck 8, and it's just a staircase or an elevator. And the two kind of connect. So I thought that was so. Instead really of having instead of having a boardwalk area, they've renamed it or is, or rethemed yes. it. Uh, a little bit of both. It still looks a little bit like the old boardwalk. There's a carousel, and um, but it's rethemed. So now think about when you're looking. Um, they've called a Surfside now, uh, which is going to take some getting used to. But when you're coming, you know, when you're first entering the area, looking out towards the water, the aqua theater has gone from the end. So the aqua theater has moved. Um, they've put now there a splash pad right at the end. And there's also a like a pool right at the end of um, the deck. So I find it's more open to the ocean. You don't have some of the aqua theater in the way. Um, and they've really themed that whole area for families um, with kids could really spend the whole day there. Um, they've put eateries in there that would appeal that are open, not just for lunch, but breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Um, they've put, uh, you know, there's the baby splash pad in there and then the, the larger splash pad. Um, so really a great space now, I feel like more, a more um, complete space. You know, you used to, families don't have to leave that area now if they want to grab lunch, they can do it right there. It's, it sounds incredible. Uh, one of the things that has uh, been a big push in the advertisement and the, the setup for the new ship is just how much water activity there is. I mean, basically, yeah. they're billing it as a water park on the seas. What do you guys think about that? I mean, you talk about splash pads for kids, but there is a whole lot more than that, right? Yeah, they have, I think they're counting seven unique pools on this ship. So that's um, already more. And what, one of the things we really liked was the main pool area, which is larger. They're billing it as the largest pool at sea. Um, it didn't have water slides. It didn't have splash pads. It was just a really great pool area. Um, so you could sit, if you wanted to sit and relax in a lounge chair, you're not hearing the splash pad, the slides, and all of that happening. That's been moved to separate areas. Um, you know, there's lounge chairs in the water. There's the swimming area. So a really great space. Um, they've included um, pools. That I, it just seemed like there were more smaller, almost like plunge pools as well. Um, there's There were two or three places where there were pools right off the back, you know, the back or the front of the ship. Uh, so definitely as far as the pools go. And then they have the entire, you know, slide area, water park area, which is up on, you know, I want to say deck 20, I think, or kind of at the top. But again, if that didn't interest you, you didn't have to go there. You know, it wasn't just, it wasn't in the middle of everything. Um, and I think that's probably one of the things I like the most is the way areas were separated. So we could do the things that we enjoy doing on a ship without feeling overpowered by, you know, the water park. And that was probably our biggest concern going in, thinking 
we just, we don't want to go to a water park. We want to go on a cruise ship. And I think they've done a great job of, um, of creating both spaces. So the slides stop. I'm not stopped. Slides start on deck 20. There's a couple different locations, but for the most part, yes. And then they'll go down and, you know, the exits will be somewhere else. Um, you know, if you've seen any picture of the icon and we'll make sure we get one up of that top deck. Um, it's, it's like the whole top is just, it's exciting. It really is exciting for anybody who is interested in that type of activity. I mean, you know, the words being thrown about is that this is a theme park killer. I don't think that's true, but they're saying that people can go on this cruise and get a theme park like experience because of the amount of slides and water activity there is up on deck. I mean, it sounds incredible. Yeah, they like this is game changing, honestly. Like, I know we use that word a lot in our industry. Um, and I feel like other words, times I've used it, I, I, maybe I didn't use it right because this is game changing. I mean, that's what Royal Caribbean is doing at the moment, right? Royal Caribbean yeah. is constantly reinventing their ships, constantly putting new stuff out there, listening to their guests, which is wonderful. Yeah. I mean, I think that that, you know, something they do very well is they listen to their guest feedback and they just keep upping the bar and upping the bar. Yeah. So I'm going to say my sort of negative about it is um, when I see stuff from it, it feels big and overwhelming. It almost feels too big. Did you guys get that impression at all that it was too big of a ship? We didn't. And that was what we expected as well going in because, you know, sometimes Chris, especially he can find that even the Oasis class isn't necessarily his favorite just because it's so big. Um, But with this one being even bigger, we just found they did such a good job of breaking up the areas um, and not that it felt like, it still flowed between areas. So I don't want to make it think like it was, you know, very, you know, all isolated areas. It wasn't like that. Everything flowed really nicely. Um, But there were so many places to be. And there were so many places to be based on your interests that, you know, it just felt like I just the job they've done in separating these spaces and making you feel like no one area was overwhelmed. Um, I thought they did a really good job of that. How long was your cruise? They gave us three nights on this one. Normally on these, they give us two nights, but there was no possible way. I mean, even with three nights, we really had to plan and go nonstop to see everything that we needed to see, Um, you know, because there's different stateroom categories as well. So just trying to see everything that was different. Uh, We had three nights. That Yeah. First of all, three nights is way too short. I even think seven nights might be too short. Oh, yeah to see this entire ship. All right. You talked about staterooms. Let's talk about staterooms. Um, Basically the same categories as Oasis class. Are we talking about anything different? Um, They've introduced a number of new categories. So now Surfside um, has, you know, instead of board, there's no more boardwalk view. They've introduced Surfside um, view, but they've also put some family rooms in that area so they're trying to get more rooms that sleep four and five which was all has always been a big challenge for us as agents um a lot of they've done a lot of that in the surfside area um they have gone to a lot of infinity balconies or verandas like what celebrity has done 
Um, so that's a change for sure. Can you, before and, you go on from there, can you explain the infinity veranda for folks? Because right. I think most folks who sell Disney don't know what this is. So let's give yes. them a quick explanation. So the infinity veranda is sort of an extension of your stateroom. So instead of having, you know, you go, you have balcony doors, you walk outside, you've got a veranda or a balcony, um, and then it's open to the outside. With uh, Infinity Veranda, your balcony is actually an extension of the inside of your stateroom. So it'll have a couple chairs and a small table there. And then you can open, um, there's a, electronically, there's a button, and the whole top window comes down, and then you've got a you know, a see-through veranda wall in front of you. That's probably, if I had to guess, maybe three and a half, four feet tall. Uh, but then it becomes open air. So a lot of people prefer the step out to the balcony and the ship still has it um, for some areas. However, there's a lot of us who've really started to love the Infinity Veranda. It gives me more space inside when I need it, but I can open it up and enjoy the outside when I don't. Um, and even then, you know, you're sitting... Often, you know, I'll be sitting at the desk doing something and have that window open just for fresh air. So does that make sense? It's hard to describe. No, absolutely. No, I mean, I, I will say this. Kevin's really excited about these. As someone who is now in a scooter full time, he, he uses mm -hmm. a scooter all the time. He Even in a handicapped accessible stateroom, it's very difficult to get out onto a balcony. Mm -hmm. um, not only is the transition difficult, it's also you, once you hit a balcony, you're kind of right at the, you know, the right. edge of it. So, and hard for him to turn around. He, he sees these as much more handicapped accessible and a place where he would go more and hang yeah. out more because of the yeah. ease of getting in and out. Yep. Yeah. I agree with that. So, yeah. So they have added more of those. I've noticed in some room types, they've done the Disney thing and added split bathrooms. Um, so, you know, toilet and sink in one shower in another. Um, They've also, in most rooms, improved the shower. So we're no longer getting in the capsule. Um, they've put in, it's kind of, it's a rectangular shower, really. And at one end is a small bench. Um, it's narrow. I mean, it's not as wide as a bathtub, so I don't want to give that impression. Um, but, you know, to have a stand-in shower that's rectangular with a bench on the end is going to be, I think is going to help more families. You know, if you do have to bathe kids, I know Disney cruises are used to the bathtubs um, and on Royal Caribbean, most other cruise lines, you really only get a bathtub um, in suite level. Um, but, you know, with this feature, I think it's going to be even more convenient for families. And as a larger person, I found it much more comfortable to shower, uh, not being in the capsule. Yeah, I think it sounds much more convenient, especially putting a seat in there. I mean, that's a huge plus. Did you do the? Did you do a uh, stateroom tour while you were there? Did they offer yeah. the, the other stateroom guys? Yeah, it was did massive. You my, did you look at my stateroom? Did you go and visit an owner suite? Yeah, I did. Um, it's. I found the staterooms, even the suites, everything seemed to be laid out a little better you know it looks like they've made improvements even ours we were in a a regular we were in an infinity veranda room and we were overlooking surfside um but i found just you know the layout and the the decor and the colorings everything was just updated a bit and uh we really enjoyed it and i think uh as far as the owner suites um we saw i think we've seen saw every suite they were um just updated a little you know just laid out a little 
better, it seemed. Um, we did see the big one, the big, what do they call them on this? The family suite, the two-story. The family royal? Yes. So we did see that one. Uh, what's neat is now this is in the back where aqua theater suites used to be the two bed remember the two bedroom aqua theater suite i had this is kind of back in that area and what they've done is they've they call it they've added another floor they say because they have uh put a private entrance it's kind of like a gated area where you use your key that brings you to what looks like a little mini backyard it's sort of fenced in but it exits right to the surfside deck so you have your own entrance to come down into Surfside uh, from your stateroom. Now, from what I understand, these are booked right through to 24 and probably a good chunk of 25. Um, it's, it's shocking to me at the price point um, how booked it always is. But it's I like that. You keep the riffraff out that way. Yeah. Give, me my, <laughs> give me my own private entrance. And I love that. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's amazing. It's, they do, they really, still have the, do they still have the loft suites? Is that offered on this do. class now? Yeah, they still have the loft suites. I think there was one, maybe two. There's a couple accessible because they have the elevator. Um, but yeah, they still have the loft suites. I think for the most part, they still had all of those. What they've done is they've added, you know, like we're not seeing aqua theater suites, obviously, because the aqua theater's moved. But they've put other... Uh, room types and suites in that back area that would appeal, you know, to families surfside that area. Um, okay, so let's talk about entertainment venues. So they've moved um, the water place. What is it? Aqua theater. <laughs> yeah, aqua theater. The water place. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I think we went to it once. So it's no longer in the back of the ship. Where is it now? Now we've put it at the front, I think, and it's in an area called Aquadome. So Aquadome is now its own neighborhood and they put the Aqua Theater suite there and it's enclosed. So it's like a big glass dome. Think it sort of gives me solarium vibes, um, but better. So now back there you have the area for the Aqua Theater and I think it's going to be affected much less by weather now because it's inside. Um, you know, that Aqua Theater show so often had to be canceled because of weather. Um, they've also put back there Hooked. You know, Hooked is on some of the newer Oasis class ships. So that's back there. Um, what okay. else? There's a whole seating area back there. And Tracy, what's, noted, what's Hooked? Hooked is the fish seafood restaurant. Okay. Um, it's on, I think we first saw it on the Symphony, maybe the Harmony. Um, it's on some of the newer Oasis class and it's open for lunch um, on sea days, I think, and dinner, but really good, like kind of like Northeastern seafood type menu. Is that a, a specialty restaurant? Is it, it is. An extra yeah. It's a specialty. Um, they also have, so like with the seating area they have there, we noticed this throughout the ship. There were so many places to B. I've used that term before. So many seating areas, you know, areas with seating areas with tables. And we're always looking from the point of view of that would be a great place to work. That would be a great place to. And I think Royal seeing that people are cruising different. People aren't unplugging, right? I don't think they would have put all this money into Starlink, you know, the new satellite system if they didn't realize, like people just cruise differently now. And every one of these seating areas or many of the ones that we found had charging stations in them whether it be um, 
you know, like for a regular plug or USB. Um, Pearl Cafe had a number of seats like that. There were so many places to charge your device while you were sitting and enjoying, you know, a view or a drink. So they've really done a great job on that. And there were some of those seats in Aquadome. They also added the really smart. Yeah, it's it's brilliant. Brilliant. Absolutely. Um, There's also Aquadome Market. The Aquadome Market is, it's like a food hall, they call it. It's complimentary. And so when you walk in, I think there were four or five individual stations. Uh, There was a creperie in there. Um, There was Mediterranean. So, you know, uh, sandwiches. uh, I think there were some soups, some Asian. And you would just go up, you know, and choose. And they would make it kind of in front of you. It was made fresh, was not a buffet. Um, And each station had, um, you know, an employee or a crew member working. And what a great option for food, like for something different. Um, so we really enjoyed that. Does this replace the buffet or is it in addition? No, to- no, no, no. This is in addition to it's, it's a fairly wow. small venue, um, but it's in addition to um, Windjammer. Yeah. Um, just look, double checking my notes, make sure I didn't miss anything. In there. What about the theater? Is the theater still forward and, Multi-level. Yes. And yeah. Um, they've, it look, it's a little bit improved. I found the seats were a little bit better. Narrow seats in a theater can be an issue. It's still two story. Um, great stage, great. Um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like the Craig, I'll know the word, but you know, the electronics that they use, like the technology, the technology in the, in the theater. <laughs> I see you laughing. Craig. <laughs> The technology is like, you know, has definitely been improved. The Broadway show on this ship was Wizard of Oz. That was nice. Man. I apologize. Say that again. You you cut out on me. What was it? Broadway show? The Broadway show is Wizard of Oz. Oh, wow. Yeah. And it was like two and a half hours long. We're talking full length Broadway show. And I think they really upped their game on quality of their, um, crew or cast members and stuff in these shows uh, you know as far as the singing goes we were really impressed like we really thought and like a lot of broadway shows i thought maybe it was 15 minutes too long but <laughs> uh, it was really well done very well done excellent what other entertainment is there the uh, uh is there the irish pub still is it things like yeah, that still um, it's got a different name but there's a pub still down on the promenade um on deck six of the promenade they've put in dueling piano bar i think that's going to be extremely popular wow. um i know no i know norwegian has one of those online and it's so popular craig you excited about that Actually, I I mean, I like doling piano bars, so I would definitely spend some time yeah. there. Uh, what about the uh, the ice rink show? Did they add that on there or is that not on there? Yep, that's on there. Oh, what's it called? It's got a new name, Absolute Zero or something like that it's called now. And again, they've improved the technology. They've made it a little bit bigger. Um, they have an they've, escape room. They found a way I'm to sorry. make the ice icier. Ice colder. Yes, they did. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. That's the word. Yeah. I can tell you something. I, the, you know, I love Royal Caribbean. I love those ships. I hate the ice show. <laughs> I've always <laughs> thought they were so stupid. And kind of the only reason to go was to see if anybody fell. And, you know, <laughs> if they were good and they didn't fall, I didn't have a good time. All right. Horrible. They've moved it as well. I think it's up on deck. I want to say deck five or six now. Um, so it's not down on deck 
three or four, wherever it was before. So they've moved it up. They've moved. Um, it has the comedy club. They call it the attic and it's up on deck six. Um, Bolero is up on deck six, still has a schooner bar. Um, Sorrento's pizza is still on deck five. Um, we really liked the, the dining options on this. There is a um, pier seven is on the surfside deck. It's paid a little bit farther down than where you would find a playmakers or such, but it's like a go into restaurant and um, it was pretty good. Um, trying to think. I heard you say they moved to Zumi, which is the Japanese yeah. uh, um, sushi slash hibachi right. restaurant. Oh, do you know what they else they've done? Out. They've put in a grab and go window for the sushi. Oh, wow. Yeah. And that's a really nice touch. They've also added grab and go, um, cab like shelving cabinets at, uh, the Pearl cafe. So you don't necessarily have to wait in line. If you're just grabbing a sandwich or something small, they've got them individually wrapped and you can grab and go, um, central park as well. They've done the same thing. Also, they've can started doing central get, park at night. Can you still get Sorry. a roast beef sandwich? Yep. Yep, Central Park Cafe is still doing that. They've just added, um, they have the salad bar still. They have a bagel bar at breakfast time. Um, Central Park Cafe at night is supposed to be serving just small plates, tapas, that kind of thing. Again, complimentary. Uh, we tried it a couple times, but never quite hit it. But I think, you know, on these preview cruises, uh, you don't, not everything is operational, right? So, we didn't get to see the Aqua Theater show. It wasn't quite ready. Um, there was like a rehearsal. When we saw The Wizard of Oz, it was a dress rehearsal um, because they actually haven't. This is one of the first times I've done these ships or these previews where they hadn't done any revenue sailings yet. That was happening after us. Yeah, I mean, these preview cruises are great. It's awesome to have that, that opportunity, but you just you got to go on a regular sailing to get right. the full you know, impression of the ship and all of that stuff. Um, all right. Let's talk about the scary part of this is the pricing. Um, I have priced some stuff out. It seems very, very high to me, especially suites, which is how yes. Kevin and I like to travel. So tell us a little bit about booking it and pricing that you're finding. Just before I do that, I want to tell you about the Grove. The Grove is the new suite area. So you've got your suite, uh, the Grove is like outdoor space, decks. There's a small pool there. It actually has its own casual eatery um, as well. That's outside where you can, you know, have, I think it looked like menus to the table where they would serve you. So not just Coastal Kitchen. Coastal Kitchen is two decks, two floors on this ship um, with more suites. I think they had to make it bigger. So I think the Grove is an area that you're really going to like. I think it will appeal to you when you're paying those really high suite prices. So the Grove is only access for concierge suite guests. Right. right? Exactly. Yep. Um, so yeah, let's talk about pricing. Um, first of all, this summer, there's not a lot of availability left. Um, you know, we've been selling the icon for a while since it started sailing. And then once all the media attention hit, you know, they started doing these pre inaugural sailings, um, interest, it went through the roof. And then of course, when interest goes through the roof, so do prices. Um, as you know, we've talked about before, cruises are tier pricing. So this summer, if you, this was what you really wanted to do, we may still be able to find something. I find if you're flexible as far as room type, if you're willing to maybe take a guarantee, like a balcony guarantee, where you're guaranteed a balcony, an ocean view balcony in this case, but 
you know, the location deck and all that is up to Royal. Um, you may be able to save some money doing that. Um, basically anytime, because this is really a family. I think this is a great multi-generation ship, um, you know, for the grandparents and parents, because there's so many different places to be. Um, so if you're looking for, you know, family anytime, you know, summer, Christmas, spring breaks, uh, that's when we're going to see our least availability and highest pricing. Summer of 25, we still have pretty good availability. Um, pricing is going to be, I think this is going to price closer to Disney. Um, you know how Disney prices over the summer, you know, on the fantasy. Keep in mind as well, it's a seven night. Uh, so, you know, I was looking next summer. On, on average, a family of four, I think, could get an Ocean View balcony around eight to $8,500. Um, obviously, there'd be lower options with inside and such if available. Um, but that is still a little bit less than what we would see for the fantasy, um, you know, in the summer, the Disney fantasy. But um, definitely more than we are typically used to seeing on a Royal Caribbean ship. What is the Icon's departure port? Are they going into it's out departing of, out of Miami, which makes it a little bit more difficult for folks who it are does. used to coming into Orlando and used to staying right. at a theme park and right. adding a cruise to it. Yeah, it is another layer to it for sure. It does, and one thing to keep in mind: we were going to do this, and timing wise, it didn't work out because we were, as you mentioned, we kind of were last minute getting to it. So by the time we were thinking about taking the Bright Line from Orlando to Miami. Um, just to see how it worked and to be able to talk about it a little bit more. Um, but by the time we were booking it, we were about a week out and the pricing was quite a bit more than I was expecting on the bright line. But had we booked earlier, um, it was, you know, I saw rates between 49 and $79 a person. So not terrible if you wanted to pair the icon with, you know, a Disney or universal vacation, or if you just prefer to fly into Orlando. Yeah, we actually did a uh, we did a, um, a DCL show about this over on our Diz Unplugged YouTube channel. And if you buy your Brightline tickets in advance, it is you you can save so much more money. Um, it does hit a point though that if there's limited availability, that the pricing goes up. But as long as you're booking out even like a month in advance, you will get a really really good price on it. And that's not the the super expensive fare with um with you know the added beverages and and food. Just their base standard fare is actually really good with the round trip pricing. So I, I was shocked, yeah. and it's like it's constant. It's always the same price, but as you get closer and seats sell out, goes up just a little bit to that higher tier pricing. But so it, it's a good option. Personally, I like Miami. I like sailing in and out of Miami, but I live in Central Florida. You know, it's a convenient drive for us. It's a straight shot. Um, when we do, we usually add a pre night in Miami. You know, that area is great, great food. Uh, great people watching area. So if that's something you're into, into that's a, a good opportunity. And they've improved the port of Miami so much. It's kind of like Fort Lauderdale. They put so much money into it that it's easy. It's easy to get into. It's easy to get out of. It's easy to park. So if you're looking to drive, I think it's also a good uh, option as well. I just think that, you know, a lot of our folks are Disney folks and they like going to Orlando and they like going to a theme park. Mm-hmm. Much easier, much more convenient to get over to Port Canaveral for sure. 
What did we miss, Tracy? What did we not talk about? Um, couple things. One thing I wanted to mention was the elevators. They have gone next level on the elevators. It's similar to I've seen in some high-end hotels, even some mid-range hotels and some office buildings where it's a big round circle of elevators and they're on demand. So you go up to a pad, you tell it the floor you want to go to, and it tells you the letter of the elevator that you, you need to go and wait at. And I think it's going to, it did on ours for sure. It made elevators a much more pleasant experience. Um, the bad elevator etiquette that a lot of people like to display, it kind of removed that from the equation as well. Um, now we were sailing at probably, if I had to guess, 70% capacity. So it'll be interesting to see if I still felt the same at 100, uh, but it was revolutionary. And there were so many of them, like so many elevators and right, basically right up, you know, the center of the ship sort of thing. So elevators for sure. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention about pricing um if you can sail in the fall um like you know like after august 31st september 1st once you know a lot of school um districts are back in school or if you're not reliant on the school calendar um you know like i noticed from september into early next early 25 there's actually some kids sale free available on the icon so that's kids under 12 or 12 and under they would sail free um, with the adults in the room. So with two paying adults. So that is really going to drop your price. Like I was looking at prices in September that were almost half of what I was seeing for summer. So, you know, keep that in mind as well. If you can sail outside of the school calendar, that's going to help a lot with pricing. Obviously holidays and stuff would still, you know, Christmas, you know, Thanksgiving, those are still going to be up there. You're not going to get a kid sale free during holidays. Uh, the other thing I wanted to mention is we're seeing the new icon uh, ship, the Star of the Seas, is coming out in August of 25. And what history tells us is once there's a new and um, a new brighter ship out, um, the previous one starts to drop in price. So maybe when you know the star starts sailing, we're going to see the icon drop a bit. So it'll put you a ship behind, but please, I mean, the icon is definitely no second best. What about, you talked a little bit about uh, kids pricing and things like that, uh, pricing better when kids are not in school. What about kids programming and kids options for this ship? You know, I mean, everybody's always comparing every ship to Disney <laughs> for their kids programming. What do you think about yep. the icon? We did explore um, the kids' clubs. I find on the icon, a lot of their activities are going to be outside of those clubs. Um, I think they're going to be taking the kids to different areas. We noticed on sur in the Surfside area, um, in the evenings, they had face painting down there. They had, um, they had like kid counselors in that area doing games and different things with the kids. So it seemed to me like they were going for more than this is the kids club. Everybody come in here and play while they still had those. Um, they were no more remarkable than I've seen on the other um, ships, but it seemed to me that they're trying to take their programming outside of that area. Do you think they're relying on the uh, water slides and the activities and the things like that, as opposed to kids programming? Do they think, well, they're just going to spend their whole time at the pool, right? I feel like Royal Caribbean has always done that. I feel like the kids clubs were there, but 
they always kind of more, this is our family entertainment. This is what the family can do together. Um, they always seem to kind of err more towards that, you know, with the sports deck. This this ship still has Flow Rider, still has Rock Climbing Wall. So it's kind of the same, I think, whereas Royal Caribbean loves giving families the venue to entertain themselves, whereas Disney's always more about let us entertain you. And so you can tell that with their kids' clubs. Bring the kids in, let us entertain them. You know, um, so I think they're still kind of following in the model that they've always done, but um, just plussed a little bit on this ship. Excellent. Well, I got to tell you, I'm really excited. I don't know when we're going to go, when we're going to get on that ship, but we're really excited to see it. Um, and, you know, judge for ourselves. Yeah. We're going to see for ourselves if we like it. Uh, exactly. Any last minute stuff before we go? We're running out of time. The only thing I want to say is that, you know, Chris, and he's picky and he talks about loving the Equinox. Halfway through this one, he said, if I could only sail one ship for the rest of my life, it would be this one. Wow. And that's high praise coming from Mr. Picky. That is high praise. <laughs> yeah, we love the Equinox too. I mean, we, you know, we've kind of said to ourselves, we, we're enjoying the smaller ship. It's still a giant ship, the Equinox, but it's, you know, we're enjoying a more intimate experience. So we're excited to see what something the size of the icon looks at. Now, finally, the last question, the most important question, how's the casino? The casino was good to me. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, that makes it good right there. And I don't know if you've noticed this. They did it on um, one of the other ships I was on. They're converting, and I was just on the Allure, and they've done it there too. They've taken space, and they've made a non-smoking casino, and it's – basically not much bigger than a, a small lounge but so they have this non-smoking area which is nice now in the main casino they still have non-smoking you know with the invisible wall that keeps the smoke on the other side kind of thing um but they do have a completely non-smoking room but uh lots of tables seem to me a little bit more space than typical um as i said i was just on the allure and i really noticed a difference um more open and uh, great new machines, great tables. It was, uh, I think you'll be happy with it. Excellent. Well, that's all that matters <laughs> is if I'm yes, happy. Right. We want to make sure John's happy. That's um, right. Excellent. Tracy, thank you so much for this report. We really, uh, I'm excited, to, was excited to hear what you had to say about it, but I'm also excited to experience this on my own. Uh, just a reminder to everybody, if you're interested in a, on a sailing on Royal Caribbean's Icon of the Seas or any Royal Caribbean ship or any cruise in general, you can reach out to your Dreams Unlimited Travel agent. They'll help you through the process. If you don't already have a Dreams Unlimited Travel agent, please feel free to reach out to Tracy, Tracy H at DreamsUnlimitedTravel.com. That is it for this episode. I thank you guys for listening and watching. I hope you all have a great week and you all have a great vacation. 